folks. Welcome to Wissy Window. Today, we are going to be interviewing the bookstore troll. Mr. Troll, thank you for joining us. <laughs> First question, what is your favorite book? <laughs> You're supposed to read the books, not eat them. Second question, what are you hoping to get for Christmas this year? Ew, I don't think I want to repeat that. Sounds slimy. Mr. Troll, there have been rumors that you have been sabotaging printers, eating books, scaring shoppers, and leaving slime all over. How do you respond to these allegations? Hmm, seems reasonable to me. Hey, what are you kids doing in here? Enough of the nonsense! Let's get on with the nonsense! Welcome back to Withy Windle, a whimsical interactive show for kids who love stories, words, and grown-worthy jokes. And featuring your favorite authors and illustrators with the occasional appearance of bookstore trolls. It's part book club, part game show, and it's your weekly adventure through the wild world of wordplay. I am David Kern. And I'm Graham Pittman. And that was the bookstore troll. Get rid of him. <laughs> Hold on, we'll be right back. <laughs> he sounds a little like you. I gotta say, just a, a hit, a no. no, it's probably because he hangs around with you in the yeah, store. Yeah, right. He just, uh, to be honest with you, he kind of follows me around. Yeah, that makes sense. So he's, yeah, he, it's rubbing off a little bit. It's getting a little old. Yeah. Well, we are here for the tenth and final episode. Season two. Oh, season two. Just season two. Season two. We do have a season three coming up in a couple of months. We're going to take a little break. Yeah. Do some planning. Take a rest. We have. Deal with the bookstore troll. Figure out the printer problems. We got a lot of things to do. Yeah, we got a lot of, uh, you know, irons in the fire. Yeah, sure. Hey, how do you feel about season two, though? We've had some great guests. We've encountered bookstore trolls. It's been incredible. It's been. Moving very fast, it mm. feels like, because obviously we're done after this. Yep. Um, but 10 weeks, man, that moves quick. I know. But it was really fun. I loved getting to talk to all those authors, some that I've been I've been wanting to talk to for years and finally got a chance. It was exciting. Well, okay, so as we did at the end of season one, we mm. are going to have a question palooza. It's question palooza 2.0. Question, question palooza... Question Palatuza. Pl- Question Palatuza. That's right. <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> and and uh, we are going to be having the very first guest that we ever had on this podcast as a guest for this Question Palatuza. Pl- Palatuza. That's Esty Smith. Yeah, he's coming up in a little bit. So you sent in questions, not you, but the kids. The kids sent in questions. Kids sent questions. And we answered them with him. With Yes, with him. But before we get to Sam... We've got to give you the answer to last week's riddle because, well, usually we do this at the end. That's true. And then give you another riddle, but we're not going to do that this time because we're going to be off for a while. That's right. Several months. And we don't want to do that. We don't want to do that to you. So last week, the riddle was uh, Sally Fields. (laughs) Yes, Sally Fields. Sally uh, going out to do her farmerly. Sally Ho. (laughs) Yes, Sally's fourth. <laughs> to do her uh, farmerly chores, the first of which is to uh, collect the eggs. She collects the eggs. Okay. So she's got a basket. It's got it's one foot in diameter. Okay. We asked how many eggs can she fit into her empty 
basket. Do you know the answer? Yeah, I know it. And it's tricky. And I know it's tricky because we got a lot of answers, but I had to keep sending uh, emails back to people being With like, uh, try get, maybe, we, you know, guess, get... guess again. Yeah. It's a hard one. This is maybe the hardest one we've done, but we did get right answers. Well, before we give the answer though, mm. we mentioned that this is an episode that is going to feature SD Smith. Okay. We should just tell people about the Green Writer because that's SD Smith's writing program. So Perfect. let's do that and then we'll come back and we'll give the answer to... It's like to, a cliffhanger. That's exactly. After these messages. So the Green Writer is an accessible online course that encourages and equips aspiring authors of all ages to... Go and grow. Go and grow. Green Writers are going. They have a green light. They aren't waiting for permission or until the fear is gone or the muse strikes. Green Writers go. But they're also... Glowing. We went over this already. Growing. That's, growing. That's what it is. We, 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 maybe they're glowing too, but mm-hmm. I don't think that he can guarantee glowage. So yes. I don't, we don't want to say that he can. Grow, 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 grow. They're Got growing it. like a green living thing. They're alive, not yet what they will become. They're becoming writers who create and share generous, excellent work. So if you want to go and grow as a writer, join beloved best selling author and guest on this week's episode of Withy Wendell, S.D. Smith, and become a green writer. Did you know, Graham? You can try a free sample today at greenwriter.sdsmith.com. I did know that. And did you know if you enter promo code WITHYWINDLE, W-R-T-H-Y-W-I-N-D-L-E, you will get $10 off. You know, it's like we practiced that, but we didn't. Yeah, we're, we're, we're getting better. Finally. <laughs> finally. <laughs> 20 episodes in. We're or maybe this was just a small pocket of professionalism <laughs> that will never occur again. It's a small pocket of professionalism in the midst of a sea of nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, you should definitely check out what uh, S.D. Smith and, and his brother Josiah are doing over at The Green Writer. Um, again, greenwriter.sdsmith.com. We're really grateful to them for sponsoring this season of the show, and we hope that you will check out what they have to do and how it can help you become a better writer. And now, the answer to last week's riddle. Bum, bum, bum. So Sally could fit one egg into her empty basket. And she could only fit one egg. You're, you're, you're saying right now to yourself, how is that possible? This basket, Tiny basket? This basket surely could fit a plethora of eggs inside of it. But, and you're right. It could fit a lot of eggs inside of it, but only one can fit in the empty basket. Because as, as, oh, as soon as you put one egg into it, it's no longer an empty basket. So uh, all the other eggs you put in, you're just putting... They're no longer being put into an empty basket. You got it. Uh, you know, that's tricky. I like that one, though. I think that's a good one. I do, too. It's a good one to end the season on. But not the episode. Not the episode. No, no, no. Just the last riddle. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So should we tell people about season three? Maybe when it's coming, what book we're going to read, and I was going to say what guests we're going to have, but we don't know that yet. You know, we, we can't promise on the guests. We got to figure that out. Shakespeare. Shakespeare's coming on. Shakespeare's coming on. Yeah. Probably we will have reappearances of the bookstore troll, though, I would think, mm-hmm. unless he eats himself to death Maybe in the next few months, he'll debut his novel, <laughs> that middle grade novel that he's been working on. <laughs> Titled, <laughs> My Life in the Basement. Well, that sounds terrible. <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> Titled, Green Eggs and Ham and All the Other Things I Like to Eat. Yes, very good. Uh, so as David said, we are thinking how the troll stole Christmas. Well, yeah, 
that he could do that because he will do that. <laughs> True. Um, so we are thinking maybe near the end of February is when season three comes Late back. February, early March, I think is kind of where we're, yeah. cause you know, February is a short month. Oh, so. good. True. True. So just in case we need time, we got to reach out to, to authors and we need to give take our, a little break and give our, our post producer, our editor, Logan, a chance to like have a life. <laughs> yeah. We, we all need a little bit of a break. Um, so, and, and do you want to tell them what the book is? Um, yes. Let's tell them what the book is. Go ahead. We are going to be reading together the Bible. Not the Bible. Hamlet. Not Hamlet. Hmm. War and Peace. Not War and Peace. Green Eggs and Ham. That sounds fun, but I, I don't know if we up. could... I don't think we could do 10 episodes on, on Green Eggs. <laughs> we are going to be reading The Phantom Tollbooth. Oh, that's right. That's right. By Norton Juster. Just... I think it's Juster. Norton Juster. Norton Juster. Norton Juster. Wait, I said... Juster, Juster, Juster. Juster, Juster. Just... Ju- we don't, not we, Jester. We know it's not Jester. It's not, well... <laughs> There's no E. Well, it, yeah, Jester, just, Jester, Jester. I've never seen a U pronounced like an E. True. It's either Jester or Juster. We've never met Norton, um, nor will we probably ever. But we can figure this out by the time season three comes around. So we're going to do that throughout the season. We're going to have guests in each episode. We're gonna be, we'll announce those as we get closer to the season, kind of like we did for season two. So we'll give you little teases of what's coming. Um, and... Uh, if you want to send us author suggestions, please keep doing that. If there's someone that you would love to hear on this show, then you should probably shoot us an email. You can find us on Instagram, of course, but Graham, the email, you kind of are in charge of that email mm-hmm. in charge of, I don't know who put you in charge of communication, but, um, yeah. you, you kind of, you are, and it's probably better than it being me, but you know, that's why I took over. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like it's a low, that's a low bar, but yeah. And that email is podcasts at Goldberry books. Dot com. You know, that's an appropriate email given that we're a podcast. Yep. Yeah. I think so, that's why we agreed on it. I think we workshopped that email address in the very first email. I mean, in the episode. very first episode we did. Yeah. There's kids that are the kids that are listening that are saying, not this again. <laughs> but if you want to send us a suggestion for an author, then please do that. Also, you know, if you want to let, let your favorite authors know about this podcast and tell them they should come on. That might be helpful. Oh, that's too. cool. And, yeah. But we also want to tell you, remind you of other ways that you can help let people know about this podcast. You could, for example, wear this podcast on your back. Well, you know. What? How would one do that? Well, on a t-shirt. Oh, I see where you're going with this. Yeah. You could go to goldberrybooks.com and you could go to goldberrybooks.com slash Goldberry gear? Goldberry gear. Is that yeah. right? Yeah, that's right. We don't even know. Yeah. It's, We're so busy doing the show, we don't even know how you can get a shirt. To but be you honest can. with you, the bookstore show is the one that keeps, he does all our web design and like he keeps changing things. So, <laughs> yeah. But he's, pre, I mean, he's doing a good job. Yeah, relative, I mean, relative to other goes. To, to trolls. Yeah. Yeah. Well, go to goldberrybooks.com. In the menu, there should be something that says Goldberry gear. That's right. And you can look at the shirts. Lots of Withy Window ones. You can buy them and wear us, as David says, on your back. Although the uh, actual art is on actual your art chest. is on the front. That's true. Yeah, but if you want to wear a pigeon, saying enough of the nonsense at any time, then you can do that by going and getting one of these T-shirts. Plus, it helps support the show and helps us spread the word. So we would appreciate that. Let us send us your pictures too. Like if you're wearing a pigeon oh, yeah. shirt out in the forest, say, yeah, then we would like to see that. That's great. We should do that. So as we said, this is question Palooza 2 or question 
Poltuza. Question Poltuza. Question Poltuza. So we do have some questions that we're going to answer here, and then we are going to get uh, together with Sam Smith and answer even more questions. Because, I mean, what's a question Poltuza without questions? That's true. It's just a Tuesday. Okay, so first, in just a second, we're going to have questions with just you and me. Mm Mm-hmm. And we're gonna take a little break and we're gonna get it over to Sam and we did some snack time during Sam time. So take a quick break here. We're gonna drink a little water, take a little break, maybe go to the bathroom, you know, play a little music for you, and then come back and answer a few questions. Okay, we're back. We're gonna answer three questions here for you and me before we get it over to our conversation with Sam. And these are about the podcast. They're, they're about how we approach the podcast and behind-the-scenes stuff. And the first one, Graham, is who writes the overview for each podcast episode? <laughs> <laughs> troll. Oh, Bookstore troll. Oh. Um, who writes the... Oh, is it the overview? Is that what yeah, it Yeah, that's says? what it says. Um, I guess she means like on the podcast, or he. I don't yeah. know why. On the podcast feed. Who writes those? I would say oh, right. I understand. I say would say right is a generous term. That would be you. That would that would be me. David does the recap overview on the podcast feed. Right, but That's we always right. kind of discuss the title. I was thinking that he was saying or she was saying who does like the script for the podcast, like the overview. That's I, why I was laughing because we definitely don't. We don't do that. Yeah. We can't. We would never. <laughs> there's be no able pl- to. There's no plan. And if you think you probably, if you've been listening, you probably know that it's not well scripted. <laughs> no, yeah, we we forget segments. We add new segments, which make our editor Logan go what, uh, and then have to figure this out. Yeah, but yeah, David does the overview. That's right. I, I write the little summary that goes on the apps. Okay, a second question is, why do some of the authors do a drawing and others don't? Oh, that's a very good question. And of course, in season two, we didn't really do the drawings yeah. because some of the authors didn't do them in the first season. That's a great question, and we never really explained it. But when we were coming up with the idea for this podcast, one of the first things we kind of hooked onto was like, oh, we should make all the authors draw while they do the interview because it's, it'll be like hard and challenging, but also really interesting to see what they come up with. But, but then, then it, it was just hard and challenging for them. <laughs> yes. They, uh, some of them said politely, um, no, thank you. I will, I do not want to do that. And then the ones, um, that did do the drawing, I mean, you know, they enjoyed it, but they were polite about they it. They were politely caught off guard. Um, and we just thought, you know, we probably have a better conversation if they're not always worried about what they're drawing and how it will come out. Now, we did get some amazing drawings. Like, for example, when Andrew Peterson did the... Oh, um, the, monster the monster with the, splint- with the splinter. splinter, yeah. yeah. So some amazing drawings did come out. Yeah. And, and when we interviewed Glenn McCarty, uh, he did a drawing. And then he said, I'm not going to send this to you because it's so bad. I don't want anybody to see it. This is true. I talked to him afterwards, and I was like, hey, can we get that drawing? And he's like, no one will ever see that drawing. <laughs> but if, it ever, but if, uh, if a shy artist ever shows up in one of his stories, then you know it's autobiographical. Yeah. So I think that was still like a fun segment or, or piece of, of Withy Window, but it just kind of didn't work um, like we wanted it to work. And I think maybe we can have find a way to have artists do drawings in some kind of future future way, but we're... We'll have to figure out how that that's going to look yeah. like and give them a little bit of lead time. And just the artists, probably. Right. Not the yeah, not just not, the authors. Yeah, and that's the thing is some of the people who are artists who, are, who come on the show are professional artists. So they're very confident and that's what they do. And some people, they just write. They don't draw. 
and they don't want to show their they don't want to just draw stick figures like what I would have yeah. to do. And so it's not really a fair, fair competition, so to speak. All right. Last question here. Who created the art for the Withy Windle podcast cover, Graham? Hey, Graham, who, who created the art for the Withy Windle podcast cover? That would be me. I did that. So I, if you I, don't like it. No, it's good. It's good art. I like it. We wanted to make it fun and whimsical. I was like, what if it was a book in the Withy Windle? Because we talk about books and, and then the Withy Windle is the river. So it's like a little a little floating book. And then the, actually the most challenging thing was the title of the podcast. That's the fit. Yeah. yeah. It's long. And so when you're designing things or drawing things, when you're de- dealing with letters, it's called typography. And so this was a very long word to try to make. Oh, and, and you have to decide or you, no, not decide, but you have to take into account that people are going to be looking at it on their phone, which means a long word can get very small. And so that was actually the most challenging thing was trying to figure out how to make the title of the podcast readable, but still kind of fun. So yeah, David does the words. I do the images. The team. Yeah. And we both make the bad jokes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, speaking of bad jokes, let's get it over to Sam Smith. (laughs) No, speaking of... A team. Let's get it over to Sam Smith. Sure. Uh, we have lots of questions that you all sent in, and uh, it's a great time. And let's uh, let's hear what Sam Smith had to say in answer to all those questions that were sent in. So, without further ado, it's question patuza. Question patuza. Without further ado, it's, it's question patuza. <laughs> well, we're here with S.D. Smith. He's the author of various books. He tells stories about stuff. You know this him is as one the great guy. so far. Just can I give us a little bit of early feedback and just say, <laughs> so far my experience has been it's outstanding. I cannot imagine that the listeners are is, are having any less of a great time than I am. It's, so, it's just it's going right on par with what you expected. <laughs> so invite well, SD Smith. It's this is what you get expect. <laughs> So yeah. if listeners will remember that uh, S.D. Smith was our very first guest. That's right. Very first episode way back in 2021. And it's he... It's been downhill ever since. I mean, just, just from an outsider's perspective, it feels like it's really lost its footing since then. <laughs> well, downhill can be also a good thing. Like if you're skiing, Ooh. you want it to be going downhill, right? Unless you're one of those cross-country type people. You guys are picking up like a dangerous level of speed. I think that's what I'm trying to say. We're snowballing. Yeah. I mean, it's it's exciting. It's exhilarating, but I mean, dangerous. Yes. There have been injuries. There's been doubts. There's all kinds of, a lot of things have happened. That's true. Which is why this is the last episode of season two, because we need to hit that plateau, come to a stop and then decide where we want to go from here. Yeah. Decide. Yeah. Which chairlift to take us back up to the top. If you need somebody to kind of just kill to destroy your momentum, I think you've come to the, you've come to the right place. <laughs> Hopefully, we're gonna. Sam Smith is like SD Smith is like one of those of those highway ramps where the semi trucks can go just to like glide to a steady stop. Oh yeah, yeah. So so not the first SD's- time I've been compared to that. This is yeah familiar territory. I think that's in some of my my reviews. <laughs> yeah. It's like a nice off ramp to a smooth stop. It's called a runaway ramp. The runaway ramp. That's yeah. right. So. SD Smith is the runaway ramp to this season of Withy Windmill. And we're here to, we've got a lot of questions. This is a Q&A episode. It's just going to be a good time. Sam, 
I do. I do want to know. Uh, ostensibly, we 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 call ourselves your friend. We don't know what you call us off the air, but it's. What do you want us to call you on this episode? Do we need to call you Mister SD? Do you want us to call you Sam? What What are we allowed to call you? I mean, there are essentially the list of honorifics that you're that you, that you may employ in different situations. I think the first one's Your Majesty, then it goes to Sir or something. I think there's a kind of just whatever you would do for the King of England. If uh, <laughs> I think well, just, there is no King of England. Oh well. That's what you think. Um, now Graham should know. Graham actually is is a subject of the of the Queen. Proud. <laughs> you know, I'm Sam. Why do we we have to? I feel like we have to go through this every time. And everybody always asks me this: Are you SD Smith? Should I refer to you as Master SD, the the Lord of all Appalachia, or should I refer to you as Sam? So I'm just Sam, David. Holy cow! Okay, this is like so. You're okay with Samuel Dennison Smitherton then? Yes, perfect. Okay, all Please. right. <laughs> well, we've got a lot of questions, which means we should probably get into them. Graham, should we just start with the snacks question? Ooh. Oh, yeah. So I, oh, I don't think Sam answered this last time because I don't think this question came in until maybe episode. The snacks two. is the best part of the whole of the of the podcast. So I'm, uh, this is kind of thrilling to me to be to be included in in the snack any snack portion here. Gosh, are you snacking on something right now? Uh, I'm not. I'm not prepared. I didn't get the memo, uh, but I I can I have great imagination though. So, well, hypothetically speaking, are you a Cheetos or Doritos guy? <laughs> oh yeah! Wow, this is awesome. This is the happiest day of my life. I'm 100% Cool Ranch Doritos. I have a Cool Ranch Doritos shirt. Matter of fact, uh, that my kids got me. I love Cool Ranch Doritos. I remember when they came out. Graham is holding up a bag of them for all of the party size. But it's a party size out in in Radio Land. Uh, yeah, and, it, and this was a. You just you just lagged there, Graham. Say that again. I said, and I said, and this was a party of one. Oh. <laughs> that was that would have been good. Had that, had that been had that happened, that would have been really good. Yeah, I love I love Doritos very very much. Actually, I love Cheetos too. So, um, but uh, my this is this is this is cool. My wife's favorite. Um, you know, snack like that is, is a Cheetos and mine is a uh, cool ranch. Street. I remember when cool ranch Doritos came out. I don't know if you guys are old enough. I know I'm, I'm a bit older than you guys and a lot wiser. Um, but I remember when cool ranch Doritos came out and it was like they, the marketing strategy that they employed at that time has worked for, you know, 35 years or something. So we got this question from one of the kids online and they actually asked, what's your favorite store to buy snacks at? Hmm. And are you asking me that now? Well, I was, yeah, I asked you first. And then I do kind of want to know this from Graham. I'm a lot less interested in what Graham has to say about this. Uh, but, but, uh, <laughs> but, but for me, um, it's forgot, you know, it's, forgot how mean you are. I mean, in a, great, <laughs> in a nice way, <laughs> you're the nicest mean or the meanest. I don't know which one it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's love. It's, it's like, it's having brothers and you yeah, know, exactly. Uh, exactly. Uh, uh, you only hurt the ones you love less than yourself. Uh, I think is the quote. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, uh, these are my new favorite. I don't know. The thing that immediately comes to mind is Aldi because of the Aldi peanut butter cups uh, that I've been enjoying oh, yes. to them very recently. And my wife loves Aldi. And so I think she got them one day there and it's like, it has changed my life. I mean, for health wise for the worse, but, um, <laughs> mouth taste wise for the better happiness wise. Yeah, temporary happiness. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, well, Graham, where do you buy your snacks from? Oh, so I'm uh, very blessed that we live 
like a block away from a grocery store. So it's it's also kind of dangerous. So we I usually go to the local grocery, the local green grocer, um, and and buy my snacks there. But my favorite place to buy snacks is from World Market. But that's a little bit farther away. But as we've established, as we've established before, I come from a uh, a land that's a little bit north of this country. And when I go to World Market, I can find all the. Uh, he comes from America's Hat, Canada, <laughs> um, which is a great. It's a it's a good hat. It's a it's a good red hat. I know red hats are very controversial, but it's a it's a really good red hat up there. The old uh, maple leaf. Well, and the, and the thing is, you know, the thing about it, you got when your head is big, you have to have a hat that fits. That can be a challenge. And yet, oh, yeah. America, big headed as it is, Definitely. still has a hat large enough to fit its noggin. Yeah. Do you go to the internet? Is that is that why you go to the Worldwide Pants Store or whatever you whatever you call it? Exactly. So I, lo- I I go to the Worldwide Pants Pants Store because they have candy mm-hmm. bars and chocolates and snacks that I grew up with there because they're all English. They're all British candy. Yeah. Well, you like the Cadbury stuff and Barrows. Yes, I, I I like it all. And then every once in a while, you'll see like the. Um, different flavored Kit Kats, which I think come from like Japan and they, and they stock them in there. Those are really fun to try. Wow. So I like world market because growing up, we had a lot of German candy because my grandmother was from Germany when my every now and then someone in our family would go over there and then come back with, I kid you not a whole suitcase full of German candy and chocolate and things like that. So you can get, a couple of cans of chocolate bars that you can't get at a regular store. Mm. All the Haribo stuff, you know, you can get that now at the get the gas station or whatever. But it's different when it's made in America than when it's made in Germany. And World Market has that. They like they it feels import. less. It, ours is less snobby, so I think it feels you, you get the full snobby experience if you just if you get it straight <laughs> from Germany. Yeah, and we know how we know how much the snobbiness is important to, to you. <laughs> so important. Well, you know, when I lived in South Africa as a kid, it was like when people would send us um, packages with like Three Musketeers or some or some kind of American snacks, Little Debbie, you know, the, the yeah. big hits. Yeah, um, it was like the, it was it was like Christmas. But um, now we're the same way. Like we'll go to some kind of international store and like Worldwide Pants and um, buy uh, buy South African candy, which is kind of similar to the British stuff. Yeah. But do you, you know about Canada? I don't know if you, you know this about speaking of Canadian food. You know, Canada has this mixture of cultures, right? So they had an opportunity to have like um, uh, British culture, American ingenuity, and French cuisine. But instead, they got British cuisine, American culture, and French ingenuity. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what you're trying to say there, Sam, but yeah. it didn't sound good. That's yeah, my favorite sure. Canadian joke. It's, it's, and it's, it's, it, it, you got to admit, Graham, it's, there's a little bit of truth in there. Just a, oh, okay, fine. Little tiny bit. <laughs> hey, so I feel like this is related to snacks too, but there's a question here about Charlotte's Web. And it's, if you could be any of the characters in Charlotte's Web, what one would you be? And the reason I said that's related to snacks is because there's a lot of snacking by the various characters in the book, Charlotte's Web. Mm. Yeah, they have a lot of, yeah, they're driven by their stomachs, a lot of them. Hmm. Their God is their belly, so to speak. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, when I was a kid, uh, that book, I really just related to Wilbur. So I, I can't, it's hard for me to think of anybody other than Wilbur uh, who I'd want to be. Um, because I am, I am some 
pig, honestly, <laughs> when it comes to, when it comes to snacks, especially, um, but Doritos. Just too far. I can't, I can't see myself as a, temp- uh, he's just, it's too much. Yeah, it's true. What about Charlotte? You can't see you're, you're a, you're a penner of, of words, a, a weaver of words. Uh, huh. Um, yeah, that's true. That's, that's, that is, I had not seen the connection, but the fact that she dies, uh, and, and I have no plans to, um, I think that's, a, <laughs> that's the thing that ever, ever, I, ever since so far I haven't died and I've just, I'm trying to keep that streak alive as long as possible. Sounds like a good plan. Yeah. Graham, what about you? Who would you most want to be? Or who, who do you most identify with or which would you want to be? Well, he Sam already took Wilbur, so I guess I have to be one of the lesser animals in the story. Uh, I think that no, you, you can just say which one you want to be, and then if they're the same, you just fight over it. Yeah, but that's not as fun. Um, I think the sheep are really funny, and the geese. I like Templeton a lot. I think he's great, and and he seems to kind of do his own thing and eat as much as he wants. So I'll go with Templeton. <laughs> and he's and he's mildly helpful at times. <laughs> I'm seeing a lot of parallels. Yeah. <laughs> All right, David, you're up. You mean who you want me to answer the question? Yeah. Yeah, Larry King here doesn't like it getting turned back on him. How, 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 <laughs> this is well documented. It's <laughs> like like two kids in the cars who were like, Oh yes. Larry King. I know who Larry King is. I just listened to him interview Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, I, I, I was actually going to make some joke about how I want to be Henry because then you can be up on the, the Ferris wheel eating snacks with Fern or something. I don't know. Um, but what, what about... Um, what's the name of the guy who owns, who owns the farm? Zuckerman. Yeah. What about Zuckerman? Because you have all of a sudden... With no work of your own, you have mm. some pig and everybody knows about you now and your farm is probably going to be successful. And if I know anything about farms, is you're always, not unlike people who own small businesses, kind of teetering on the edge of disaster. So when you can get some pig, your life has been made. It's a lot so, like this podcast, really. I think, you know, bringing in the heavy hitters, you know, uh, getting... That's why, we brought, that's why we brought in Andrew Peterson in that second episode. Oh, I thought you you were trying to get J.K. Rowling, but you're like, she, but you had to call her and say, no, I'm sorry, we've got we've gotten S.D. Smith. So if you will try to work in another time. That's true. Hey, do you do a J.K. Rowling imitation, by the way? I'd just like to know, like, if we, if we ever needed someone to come in and just kind of be J.K. Rowling, would you be up for auditioning? I mean, I don't want to give things away, but I, yeah, I can do a, a spot on one. But it's like that guy that um, who can turn invisible, but he can only do it when no one's looking. Uh, that's, <laughs> it's the same with me and my J.K. Rowling uh, impersonation. Now, it's perfect, but you just have to take my word for it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Understood. All right. Yeah. Karen, would you like to ask your question? <laughs> yes, I would. So uh, this is a question from Gabe, and he wants to know. Do you have a favorite board game or card game? Hmm. Gabe. Yeah, I think so. Um, I just think, I don't know if this is a favorite, but the one that comes to mind immediately is Dutch Blitz, the card game. Oh, yeah. My family likes to play that. We sort of, there's six of us in our family, four kids, two adults. Uh, actually, my daughter's 18 now. So anyway, two parents, four oh, wow. And uh, we, uh, yeah, we, we do like two, you know, teams and play against each other. And we play like every different permutation of partner 
and we kind of had a big, big tournament. And I'm not going to reveal who won, but it rhymes with Fram Smith. Hmm. Uh, you know, so anyway, it, it was, I'm trying to brag, but I'm exceptionally good at it. And probably no one's better than me, but that's, I'm not trying to, that's, I'm just so, trying to report the facts here. I want to take a step back though. You were trying to come up with something to rhyme with Sam <laughs> and Fram came to mind. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a, I'm not a creative, uh, David. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. My uh-huh. ghostwriter's not with me today, giving me little sort of thing, you know, notes here. So Do you, you didn't have the guy there to be like, ham, Sam, say ham, say ham. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a brother named Ham Smith. So, um, and technically my dad, my dad's name is Hamlet. Don Smith, so that can be shortened to ham. So that was off the table. Um, oh, I see. I see. I didn't. Sorry, I don't mean to offend any yeah, of the Hamlet Smiths out there. <laughs> Speaking of Wilbur, maybe that's why I'm so attracted to Wilbur because I come from <laughs> ham, uh, a long line of ham. Yeah, I do. There, there literally is a long. There's like seven generations. Well, that's interesting. That's a good fact. If we learn nothing else in this show, we learned that strange factoid. Not strange. Um, interesting, shall we say? Ooh. Graham, what about you? Do you have a favorite board game or card game? Uh, we play a lot of Uno, uh, but we have just discovered uh, this card game called The Mind. Uh, and Rowan and I have a blast playing it. it it's, a, it's a cooperative game. So you're, you and, and whoever you're playing with is trying to beat the game, but you can't talk at all during it. Sounds magnificent. It's very fun. It's very fun. So you have to kind of develop strategies, but you have to develop those strategies without speaking. So basically, you're trying to give instructions on how you want to play the game with the other person without talking to them and then going into playing the game. Are you sure it's not called the mime? (laughs) It should be. (laughs) Mime, mime. Mind mime. Because that's... Yeah, uh, and then we just got a game called Wingspan. Um, oh yeah, that bird game. Yeah, and it's one of those ones that's that's there's like a learning curve, right? So it's it's a little bit hard when the instructions are six pages long, uh, <laughs> but it looks really fun. <laughs> but we haven't played it. We sat down to learn it, and we've learned about half of it. So there's hey. some there's some investment in the, into this game. If I can ask a question back to you guys, um, speaking of games, so we're, we, we, every once in a while we get asked by people, you know, we would like to develop a Green Ember game. And uh, ah. Green Ember, so we, Green Ember is this, you know, the book series, it's rabbits and swords, adventure kind of stuff. So my question for you guys is, do you think it would be better? Do you think people would enjoy um, a, I, I just started doing those cooperative games. Like we did uh something for forbidden Island or there's some kind of Island that's like sinking and you play cooperative together to try to, and that was so fun. I loved that. That was really, really enjoyable. And I'd never played anything like that as a kid. It was always like, just try to absolutely destroy your brother, bankrupt him, kill him, get him <laughs> off, whatever, which is, that felt, that felt hey, right. Take his time. flag. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, but uh, defeat his army, but it, you know, in the Urkooks, but, uh, but uh, we, we, uh, would you rather play a green ember cooperative game or would you rather play a green ember game that was like a uh, versus uh, adversarial? And, and what, what do you guys think? I, I like this question. I, I do. I would say for every, what, 10 board games I play, one of them is a cooperative game. And I always love that. 
just because I feel like it's less common. Maybe it's not, um, but I feel like it is. And it, maybe it fits the story mm-hmm. better to do it that way. You're, you're all teaming up to defeat whatever it is that they need to defeat in the game. So that gets my vote. The, the thing that might be hard about the destructed going against each other thing is that when you read a book, you feel pretty strongly who your protagonist is. So who are the characters you get to be? Like, do you have to be the bad guy? Do you have to be like mm-hmm. the birds or, or the wolves or something? Or whereas yeah. like in Monopoly, you get to, or, or risk or something. You're just kind of, you're, the you're not, you can you're just not, be chat. Yeah, 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 exactly. Or the boot, or you're just choosing the, you're just, you know, you have a color and you're not, you're not making a statement about who, who you, who you like in the book. So that might be difficult for the, the challenge part. Um, Wait, but I, no, Sam, I got it. I got it. Okay. Problem solved. I got it. So the game, you can't just go to the store and order the green ember game. Okay. okay. You've got to order it off of your website. Okay. Okay. It takes maybe six weeks to get to you. And, wow. and when it arrives, it's in a pretty gigantic box with air holes poked in it, right? Well, by it's, of course, it's being carried in the back of a pigeon. So now uh, you open it up and there's six rabbits inside. <laughs> and the instructions, the game is to try t- to see, you know, which sibling can raise the most virtuous and... Uh, <laughs> And, and, you know, at most adept fighting rabbit over oh. the course of like four years. Oh, this is good. This is very good. Does it come with good. four years worth of feed? Oh, no, 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 no. That's part it of the comes thing. with enough, enough carrots for the first week. <laughs> okay, it's a starter kit. It's a, yeah, there's booster packs you can get later on. Um, <laughs> there's, like a little wooden, there's like a little wooden sword. You're supposed to, you have to supply your own uh, like actual you know, steel sword as, yeah. as things progress. You don't want to get them. You don't want to get anybody killed too early in the thing. So at the end, is it supposed to be the rabbit from Monty Python? <laughs> it's, it's basically like, it sounds like it's like, uh, like bear baiting or like, um, yeah. um, dog fighting or something. It sounds it's on the edge of what's permissible. No, but no, I, I'm not saying, I'm not like saying societally. Okay. I'm not yeah. saying the rabbits fight each other. You're just trying to see who can raise, you know, the, the best rabbit and, and try to give which one can have the most characteristics from the book over four years. So then is there a green ember fair at the end of the four years and you give ribbons like in Charlotte's web? I love it. Oh, I love and it. Then, and then you slaughter them all. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, wait, wait, that's not, that's not, I can't decide Graham. That is the worst idea or the, no, I've, I've decided it's, yeah, it's the worst. It's been, it's been, yeah. But it is a free idea. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they complain about things people just give you. There's merit in that. You didn't pay for this. (laughs) Yeah, it was worth it was worth every penny. Graham, I like this question about the strangest day. You see that one? Oh yeah. Okay, so somebody's asking, "What is the strangest day you've ever had?" Hmm. You can't say this one. Yeah. No, they didn't say what's the most boring day you've ever had. I think they said uh, what's the strangest day. I'm just kidding. This is I'm just kidding. It's a blast. I need to. Well, the good thing is you've got half the day left to improve it. So (laughs) we're we're getting um, velocity again, um, escape velocity. So uh, you know, I don't know, but I I immediately think of this one day. um, uh, There's been this day just popped into my mind. I don't know if it's actually the strangest day, but do you remember Zig Ziglar? He was like a yeah. motivational kind of speaker or whatever. 
And, uh, you know, I'd listen to some of his stuff and it was kind of, he's got some good, like, you know, make your bed and, you know, tuck your shirt in and it, it's better than that. It's like good, like habits about a lot of times for salesmen or business people have listened to him over the years. He's very influential on Seth Godin, kind of that kind of guy. Anyway, I went to go see him in Charleston about an hour from where I live. And, um, he was getting older, so he didn't really, he sort of had, uh, his memory was failing a little bit. So he was up there with his daughter and they were kind of like, he would just kind of give some of his wisdom, which he still could do pretty well, but he would, He's having a little bit of trouble with memory, so she would kind of correct him. So it's kind of a surreal experience to kind of go see him and uh, listen to him. Oh, I, uh, and I met um, this like really important West Virginia politician at this place, like going into this thing. And then I so so it was like that was like a interesting experience. And then I went inside and listened to Zig Ziglar and some other people, and went out to this mall afterwards to eat. And I'm sitting on a bench with my brother and. And I think we're eating something and these women start running out of uh, the store yelling, men, 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 men. And I'm like, why are these like, I'm, I don't think this is appropriate. What's going on here? Like they're yelling for men, but they were, there was a fight going on inside the store and they were just like wanting somebody to come in and like help, but they were just so befuddled. And my brother uh, of course, he's very bold. Uh, this is one of my older brothers. And he just kind of went like straight at the action. And I was like, oh, my gosh, we're going to get killed here. This is crazy. So I was like flanking the situation, like going around behind to sort of like help with this fight. But he just went like straight at it. Like, I'm going to go separate it, which is I always thought he was very, very brave guy. But that was such a weird thing. There was a big fight in this mall right after going to see Zig Ziglar. And now as I'm explaining it, it doesn't sound very interesting to, <laughs> to me, <laughs> uh, but it was, it was very odd at the day at, at the time. It was not that long ago, probably in the last. Well, all she asked was, or was he, he or she asked was strange, I think, right? Yeah, it was strange. strangest day. So yeah. sounds oh, strange yeah. to me. Strange. We can make it stranger and say like Zig Ziglar was the one who ran in and fought six men. You know, that's, that's where the story. Turns out Zig Ziglar was uh, a black belt. Yeah. Yeah. I would. Uh, it, yeah. I would have, uh, that would, probably Jonathan Oxier would have, would have probably done that. I think that it would have been better. It would have been a lot better. The weirdest part about the whole thing was Zig Ziglar, who was also a ninja was coming in on a hoverboard. Yeah. And so oh, when yeah. he arrived on the hoverboard, he did a backflip off of it and then immediately pulled out his nunchucks. It was just very weird. This is why I write fiction. Cause it's, it's quickly gets a lot, you know, the truth is not stranger than fiction. In fact, as, as we've demonstrated <laughs> here, <laughs> We have a question here. Uh, can you say anything, Mr. S.D. Smith, about a potential Green Ember show? Hmm. I mean, I can say anything, pretty much. I can say... <laughs> oh, that's, what she, that's literally what the question was. <laughs> I can. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's probably the same stuff people have heard before, but here is the big thing. Like, I know there's a lot of people who are really excited about that, and I am too. Um, however. I, it's hard when you're a kid, like, cause you know, when you're nine years old or eight years old, then like going from eight to 10, those two years feel like a really long time. And so it's difficult to hear somebody saying like, we're being patient, we're planning for the future, but that's really what's happening is we're, we're building some really cool relationships and assets. We've got like amazing character designs by this, some of the best character designers in the world, we're working with incredible visual people, incredible potential writers, directors. Um, we've got, a lot of work done that we own ourselves. So we're kind of um, 
the things I think that people would want us to do, I think we're doing. Maybe we're not like going full speed ahead, like the way that some people would want us to. But part of that's because I've, I've kind of got a job. I'm, 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 I'm a writer. That's what I'm doing. And we're kind of being patient with that, that aspect of the storytelling. And really this, this may sound weird, but we don't want to make something. It's, I think it's a lot, it's, well, it's super hard to make anything. Let's say that, but then it's all, it's, it's easier to make something that's like, okay, for the next, for like two years, it's sort of a flash in the pan. It's a lot harder to make something that, you know, somebody might want to watch in 50 years or or a hundred yeah. years. And that's what we want to do. We want to make something. We want to be slow and build wisely with like a good foundation and kind of think of it in this sort of holistic way about the whole franchise, the whole um, world. If you think about like how coherent something like maybe the Marvel cinematic universe is, or even star Wars sort of like they have these big worlds that are, that are very, they're pretty thoughtful, I think. And, and, and especially yeah. maybe, um, maybe the MCU, the way they, they connect. And I'm not, we're not saying we're doing that exactly, but we want to build a franchise that makes sense over the long term. We want to kind of, so it's actually ambitious. It may sound like, oh, you're going slow, but it's actually a pretty ambitious way to approach it. And the truth is we don't, it doesn't have to happen like for me. So it has, I don't want to just settle for something, some kind of crummy little um, show that's like easy to cheap to make. That's, you know, we're not, we're not um, going with the first opportunities that we have we want to be thoughtful and do something long term that's really really special that that really um serves the readers and audience it's not just about like us achieving the mark of like oh we made a show or we made a movie we want to we want to make something that's really um a good gift to the to the um to the audience that's Mm. that's kind of the hope Hey, Graham, did you notice how one of the kids asked the question, uh, would we ever have any writers or illustrators on again for a second interview? I did notice that. And the answer is, and the answer is no. Nah, yeah, Probably we, shouldn't would, we would, we would rather not, but you know, well, when you can't find anybody else, yeah, so. sometimes someone, no, just kidding. Actually, we've been planning to have you on all along because we were anticipating not being able to find any, not anybody. Um, Nobody qualified no. was like, uh, yeah, sure. I'll do it. And so you. Have to go, go to the go the friendship route. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, Graham. What should we do? Do you want to move on? We want to move on to some holiday themed questions. We can move kind of fast through these. I think. I I say let's do that. Let that sounds like a great idea. You want to take it? Take it away. All right. So here's some questions about our favorites. Okay. So the first one is: Do you guys have any favorite holiday traditions? Who wants to go first? Hmm. Hmm. I think I think our guest should go first. Oh, well, he's okay. the one That's hemming so, and hawing right now. So it gives yeah. you, David more time to think. Hem. Um, <laughs> so favorite. I love I love all the holiday stuff. I love Christmas. I love Advent. I love like I sort of love the the in 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 sort of I, I think it's you know, most Christians in history, I think have practiced some kind of like sort of preparatory season before getting into the festive season. So I like that sort of contrast of the fast before the feast, Advent before Christmas, Lent Mm -hmm. before uh, Easter. I I didn't grow up thinking about that kind of stuff very much or really tuned into it, but it it is funny how we sort of like we celebrate Christmas or Easter, but we, we kind of pick and choose and we, we sort of miss out on, on some of the other opportunities that are there. Uh, so I love all that stuff. I love, like, I, I love church. Like I love going to church on uh, like our church because Christmas falls on Saturday this year, we have a Christmas Eve 
service, a Christmas day service. So that'll be Friday night, Christmas day service in the morning. And then, and then we'll have a, just our normal Sunday service on Sunday. So it's like three days in a row. And I love that. Like I love, I love, so I love going to church. I think it's, it's so fun. If you can go to church on Christmas, I think it's a really cool uh, way to sort of just be tuned in. So I love that. We, we also do, um, uh, like uh, we watch It's a Wonderful Life every Christmas. My my little family does. And I love that. That is so fun um, every year. It's like the perfect distance to me. I always still just, it's one of my favorite movies. And and uh, that's, a, that's a really fun tradition for us. And we also do something called exchanging gifts. I don't know Ooh. if you guys have huh. remember huh. that. We give it, yeah. We Did you tell us more? Well, I mean, I don't want to, it's kind of private for us, but, uh, <laughs> okay. we, yeah. all right. Fair, fair. No, I don't want to put too much pressure on you. <laughs> How about you guys? Do you ever heard of a Christmas tree? <laughs> mm, tell me more. So it's a tree. You do, you like, you bring it into your house though. So right. normally trees are outdoors, right? Mm-hmm. They're normally outdoors and they're, they grow in their natural habitat. But what you do is you take it down or maybe you, you can go it. to a tree store mm-hmm. and then you carry it on your car. And then you bring it into your house. You like you drag it across the threshold and into your house. And then you're going to sit it on something in your living room or maybe your office or somewhere. And then you're going to attach a bunch of electrical things to it. Like, and I promise you, it's not dangerous at all. Like, there's no elect- risk. You're what electrical attach- things? Like a toaster? Like like lights. Um, you know, other things that are you breakable and connected, and like just a whole bunch <laughs> of things that are very easily breakable. And then you're going to put them in your house with your pets and your little children. And you're going to make it look as pretty as you can. You're going to leave it up for like a long time. By the time you take it down, the tree is going to be dead because it's not no longer in its natural habitat. Mm-hmm. But it's going to make everything feel festive. Your house is going to smell good. But then weirdly, some people will even just get like fake ones. Mm-hmm. They're not even real. They're made of plastic or you know whatever. And they'll do the same thing there. But it, it makes your house seem really, uh, really friendly and really, really happy. And I recommend that. I recommend that. It's a little weird to take something that's just, you know, like just take a giant tree and just stick it in your house. But if you've never done it, you might want to consider trying that. It Christmas. sounds like from your description that you actually don't recommend it, even though right after that you said, and I recommend that. It's, it's a little bit like hunting. Like you, you, go, you go and you cut something down, you, you end its life, and then you mount it in your house <laughs> for people to do, for like as a decoration. Yeah, and then you eat um, it. Uh, yeah. Wait, you guys don't you, well, you guys don't eat your Christmas tree? We'll talk uh, about this later. We eat no. things from the Christmas tree, like candy canes. Candy canes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, what you... I meant exactly. Uh, okay, is there a short like? Are there too many candy? My pro- my question is: Are there too many candy canes right now? I mean, it feels like there. You can never ever not. Like, have you ever wanted a candy cane and there's not been 10 million of them available? Well, that leads us into the second question here. So let's (laughs) talk about our favorite holiday foods. And Sam, you go first again. Okay. Um, I'd like to ignore that question and go back to the previous thing uh, about and tell you a a memory that you guys will love, which is I had, I got a Han Solo um, when they, when they were first out, like the first generation of a Han Solo Star Wars action figures action figure and we lived in this basement um we my dad was building a log cabin above uh, out in the country and in the hollers of West Virginia well it was one holler of West Virginia and uh I'll never forget this because we were playing and and I was was like oh I kind of launched Han into the air went into the Christmas tree I never found him never (laughs) like the tree ate him no 
Yeah, he's just gone, <laughs> gone in the tree. And I mean, it was like the happiest, saddest sort of Christmas ever. And like still looking for, I feel like somewhere in my heart, I'm still wondering, looking for like, where is and Han the, Solo? The worst Christmas. part about it is that action figure is probably worth like $8,000 now too. Just I to know, remind you. Yeah. Thinking of commerce. And there, that's, yeah. it's, that's well, why, it, right it's before, wandering around in is that land. why you're currently dressed in like the Han Solo vest? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's got it's it's done a deep uh, psychological and theological number on me uh, for sure. Um, yeah. Can we right, see right before I threw right before I threw him in there, I said I said I love you, and he's he, I, I could just hear him saying I know, and then he went in and it was uh, and never to never never to be seen again. Uh, there, there was no there was no third third movie in that in that story though. No, no, it's just me wandering around like you know like crying. Yeah. How was your hand though? Did you lose your hand at any point? No, that was loose. <laughs> Spoiler yeah. alert. Yeah. All right. Um so food f- sure, favorite food sure. uh, uh I I was so focused on my thing. David, you got to take this one first. Come on. Favorite foods. Yeah. Okay, so I think I've talked about this before. There is an amazing ginger cookie called a Pfeffernusen. It's like I a German type thing up. and it's it's <laughs> it's like a gingery soft cookie on the inside and then the outside it can either have a harder shell like an icing or a powdered sugar. And I like the harder shells because then you get some texture contact, some, te- Actually, some texture differences. Sneeze. I have to sneeze real quick. Uh, for for Houston. <laughs> yeah, it exactly. Does, it, it's delicious. It sounds like a Dr. Seuss character. Yeah. Also, who doesn't love just a regular, I think this is up your alleys, Mr. Samuel Dennison Smitherton. It's just a, a regular Christmas sugar cookie with that icing on it that, you know, it's like green icing on it. Maybe you're cut in the shape of a snowman or a sword, a rabbit, a, a, a rabbit or a gingerbread man, or I don't know. Han Solo. Han Solo would be weird. Well, and, and it, like frozen, frozen Han Solo. Yeah. A hand, Luke's hand. Yeah. yeah well, I, I'll just say me. I don't like those. Um, I don't, I think that like maybe one or like a half one, but I'm like the, the cliche one I like is the like peanut butter cookie with the kiss. Oh yeah. It. Well, those are delicious. Yeah. If we only okay. knew what they were called, we would agree with you. Uh, yeah. I think it's called a hoover. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to, uh, I, I really like like a Christmas pudding, like a figgy pudding, which is, um, oh, so predictable. So predictable. And I like a good, like, you want a figgy pudding? What is a figgy okay. pudding? Just to please Her Majesty, just to please you her, guys, just to honor. need to go. He has to keep his citizenship. Look up recipes for Christmas pudding. Make it. Make a rum sauce with it. You're, you'll be amazed. Let's move on. With, All right, with figs. Like from oh, a you fig can do tree? it with figs. You can do it with other things. It's, it's very. You'd like it. It's like uh, it's got clove and cinnamon, and it's it's great. All right. Okay. Take your favorite holiday movies. Hey, well, well, he thinks I have a new recommendation. So yesterday, my family watched the new Shaun the Sheep Christmas special, <gasps> and it's amazing. Okay, writing this down, <gasps> it's the best Shaun the Sheep thing yet. What? That is a very high standard. You it's about not- four. I think it's maybe thirty-five minutes. It's not oh. a full movie, but it left me wanting more. Oh, and I so love Shaun the Sheep. it involves, you know, little little Timmy. The little yes. sheep, mm-hmm. he goes missing at a Christmas fair. I mean, and I, then please do not. They have to don't spoil this. They please. have to find him. They have to find him. Oh, I'm in. I was in when you just said Sean. Something new from Sean the sheep. I don't. It, I didn't know about this. It's gonna. It's gonna be a new tradition in my my family. Oh, probably. I might not. watch it again tonight. 
Wow. I love that. Love it. I, I love It's a Wonderful Life for sure. And then probably like Elf. We, we watched a lot of like Little Women and a few different sort of movies around that time. But yeah, I think the two on the poles of like heartfelt, deep, serious, loving joy is It's a Wonderful Life. And then, then Elf for just laughter and joy. Uh, I really like The Year Without Santa Claus which is a Rankin and Bass movie from the 70s. So it's like that stop motion. And people might not recognize the title, but they might know two of the main characters, which are Heat Miser and Snow Miser. And they they sing they sing Heat Miser and Snow Miser song. You're looking at me like you don't understand. Okay. uh, uh, Sounds like David's made up cookie. Sam, you should go watch uh, The Year Without Santa Claus. If I know you love stop motion. Actually, you probably do. Um, and then yeah. uh, we also like Elf. We watch Elf every year. We do Elf while we're decorating. All tree. right. Last question for this little holiday interlude. What one present are you hoping to receive this Christmas? Are you? Is this hard for you guys too? Like, I don't know. As you get older and you're the dad... Mm-hmm. Uh, in the family, it's like no one knows what to get you. Like that's what it feels like. I think that's why dads get socks and ties and dumb, you know, slippers or something that's not maybe not slippers with soles. Like, have you seen? Dad. Are you just reading my Christmas list? <laughs> <laughs> I need socks. I uh, and I need. That's because I need socks too. Because my kids take them all. They wear them and then they wear them like with no shoes on outside okay but in two so days sam, sam this is your chance this is your chance you're you're constantly getting socks and ties and now you can say what you really want and maybe your kids will listen to the podcast and they'll know what to get you without you having to directly tell them except you will yeah, be directly uh, telling them just on the podcast yeah 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 listen to me my children hearken unto the voice of thy father listen Man, I listen don't my know. children for you shall hear do you think maybe it's uh, something to do with you not want, not knowing what you want, and that's why you keep getting socks? Well, I know I'm not saying me. I love that you think I keep getting socks, but uh, <laughs> that's just a common cliche. I don't know if you ever watched like a sitcom or something, or like a seen a meme. Well, or I anything, just figured it was a man, man. you kept getting socks because I keep sending you those socks. So, oh yeah, well that's what, that's the problem. Socks, it's always been books. It was always like books, you know, I always wanted books. So uh, if you know, know somebody that like happens to own a bookstore or something that could just send me like a really good book, I think that okay. would be probably, um, yeah, I love, I love a book. I'm, I've got a collection of like the kind of books that I love and I'm sort of slowly, you know, as I go to a used bookstore trying to sort of fill in ones I'm missing. So I always love that kind of thing and an awful lot, but that's so predictable. Um, I also like a good shirt. That's a, that's a big joke in my family. I'm wearing, um, <laughs> A shirt right now that you guys might appreciate. Oh yeah! Um, oh, he's showing DuckTales. us a Ducktales T-shirt with a whole cast yeah. on it. I see his favorite holiday movie, Scrooge McDuck. I see the robot. What do you remember his name? Uh, is it Gyro? No, no, Gyro's the inventor um, over here. Um, yeah, I like I like shirts like that. Shirt shirts that are fun or funny or, or nostalgic, that kind of thing. Uh, I like that. Uh, anything to have to do with Liverpool, Liverpool Football Club. Go. I love that. So anything with that is is cool. You know, for the Queen, uh, David. Uh, <laughs> do you have uh, Do you have anything you're hoping to get this year? Well, I'm actually hoping to get coal this year. Oh, to heat your shed? <laughs> to heat my workshop. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, that's perfect. You've got a. I want a bookstore. I want a book, and you've got a bookstore, and you want a coal, and I live in West Virginia. We do a Christmas like a Christmas swap. A swap. Yeah, this is going to be a very good Christmas. <laughs> this is a, it's a Christmas. Mi- no. <laughs> well, and I am hoping for uh, books and coffee, and yes, I would like some socks. Okay, <laughs> we are going to play a little game called This or That. And some people might know it as Would You Rather. So, uh, and these are all Christmas related. All right. Would you rather have a nose that glows like Rudolph's or have pointy ears like an elf? Sam. Pointy ears like an elf. Why? Well, my ears are already weird. So just making them weird in a little different way is fine. And, um, <laughs> I guess my nose might be a little weird too, but uh, yeah, yeah I think you're that looking would, at yourself I think, on the screen. <laughs> I, I'm like trying to imagine. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like that would be a little more subtle and a little more uh, in the direction. As a as a Tolkien fan, I think that could go in a little more in the direction of of something I would enjoy. Spock, I like Star Trek, so the point of ears does not alarm mm-hmm. me. A big flashing red nose, much harder um, to cover up. Yeah, yeah. So it's much harder to cover up, but I feel like you could parlay this into something you know, a good for you. Like, like you could go up the talk show yeah. circuit. You could, yeah. you could. But you know, you're, you're, you're saying that because you know how much I want to do that so badly that you, uh, you're getting into my deepest. You, you know, you could get a book yeah. deal out of it, you know, Ooh, uh, book deal. But, but again, book deal for the guy who self published like 27 books. So old, old red nose, get old red, get, get old red nose. So you could have your, you know, 15 minutes of fame, but then I suppose you would have to live with it the rest of your life and et cetera, et cetera. So uh, maybe the ears are the right yeah. choice. My, my, my wife's got enough goofy things to deal with, with me that she does. I don't need a big red flashing nose for her to have to, you know, uh, live with. Yeah. So. I bet your wife would be really good at Photoshop because every time you're doing a family photo, she's like on there, like scrubbing out the red nose. Like. <laughs> Trying to figure She's out like red rip. eyes and red <laughs> nose. What's going on? When I was a kid, so my ears, I have this ear. I don't know if you can see it. You've never, maybe never noticed this before, but I've got this yeah. ear that is kind of pointy because it's got this like bite thing taken out of it. Mm. And when I was growing up, I was, I remember being at Awana's when I was in third grade and the kids making fun of me for having elf ears. And at this point I've been through enough of it. I might as well just go, just keep the elf ears thing going. Plus, you can always cover. It's a lot easier to cover your ears up than your nose, as I said. So, question: What about you, Graham? Oh, are you skipping you? Um, yeah, no, I'd be. I'd go for the ears as well. I was just trying to make a case for the nose, but it's it's a it's a feeble case. All right. Yeah. Uh, next question: Would you rather have Frosty the Snowman for a friend, or the aforementioned Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer? I feel like it depends on how social you want to be. Well, let because me, your snowman's shopping. going away for most of the year. Uh, not if you have like a chest freezer. That's true. <laughs> but then you're not like pulling them out uh, and talking to them. So it's just like you need to control your friend's uh, verbal <laughs> <laughs> output. I, I want, I'm going with Rudolph because uh, more versatile, as you're just demonstrating. Uh-huh. And, um, Plus, if, as his nose is flashing red, that takes a lot of the, uh, the attention off of your weird ears. <laughs> you know, your weird, uh, weird elf ears. It's true. Um, not you, not you particularly. Dan. Yeah, yeah about thanks. All of us. Thanks. We all picked them. 
uh, so we all have elf ears and I think it just, yeah, distracts. Yeah, I, I think that's the right answer. I mean, what would you do yeah. with frosty? You can't like play catch with them. You could stand out in the cold with them and talk to them for a bit, but eventually you're going to want to get inside and eat some plum pudding or something, you know, some figgy pudding. So he would just be out there alone. <laughs> it just seems sadder to have frosty. for. I can't even remember what he's like. What is, what is, I can't remember what frosty, you know, when you say someone's acting a little frosty, it's not, not a, a compliment. It's not a compliment. Yeah. That's true. But we all love to be called Rudolphy, as we all know. I mean, uh, but that's, yeah. Fro- I, don't, I don't remember Frosty's personality, which makes me think he doesn't have a real, you know, bon vivant. And the thing about Rudolph is he's really out there to prove himself. So he's going to like, you know, yeah. he's going to come to your aid in a moment. And of- other people will make fun of him again, taking, you know, they'll all laugh and call him names and you're just sitting there fine. Yeah. You could be a hero, step in and. Uh, you know, say let no, let him, let's let him play these reindeer games. I, th- yeah. exactly. I think we, I think we got to the right answer on this one. I think so. All I right. think so. Would you rather spend a week at a chocolate factory eating free chocolate? Yes. Or, <laughs> oh, sorry, a week <laughs> with Santa Claus. Who a week with Santa Claus? Because I'm a devout Christian, and I'm, uh, I think he would be a great influence on me. Yeah, I mean, gluttony is probably not the choice when given alternatives. <laughs> Well, maybe you're working at the chocolate factory pro bono for free during the holiday season. You're going to put me to work, not getting paid at one of the most (laughs) messy and difficult jobs for the whole, like the most busiest time of the year. Yeah. Or hang out with Santa. Who's, I'm assuming Mrs. Claus is going to be making up some of those treats. Because that dude is not slim. So he's going to be eating. You're going to be eating. He'll probably say, do you want some figgy pudding? And you say like, do you have anything good? Uh, and this brings me to a question I have about Santa that I've always wondered. And I wonder if perhaps you could help Sam. Do you have enough time to help me with this one? Uh, I have so much time to help people with Santa Claus questions. Okay. I've got all day. So ever since I was a little kid, I've always wondered this. Do you think that Santa Claus eats a lot? So he kind of gains weight before Christmas to get that jolly Santa Claus look. Just so so like he gets to like October, does he start stuffing himself like a football player mm-hmm. trying to make weight? Or on the other mm-hmm. hand, is he just naturally a rotund guy who has to lose weight so that when it comes to Christmas, he still has that jolly, you know, look about him, but still has the, you know, it can still be nimble on the rooftops and things like that. So is he trying to lose weight to make weight or gain weight to make weight come Christmas time? David, did you say this is a question you've always wondered? <laughs> I mean, not since I, I mean, maybe not when I was like two, but it's something I've I've wondered for a while. This very since interesting. I was a kid. Okay, we're getting a glimpse into your, mean, your deep questions you have. I, yeah, I mean, I and just said that. <laughs> I think that um, you know, David's issues aside, uh, the you know the the third option is obviously that he's like that all the time, and he's just like he's happy the way he is. He's not always thinking about am I too big or am I too small. He's just kind of he's he's living that that good life. He lives in the winter, uh, yeah. you know. All it's all it's always winter up there, and True. but but always always Christmas. It's different than Narnia in that way, but because it's Santa Claus always around, and he. Uh, so so I think he's just like the perfect way. You got to have a little bit more, a little bit more, uh, you know, blubber in in that situation in order to stay comfortable true. and survive the winter. That's true. So I'm just saying he's a, he's at a healthy stasis and uh, his his weight is not dynamic and it is uh, static and he's doing great and uh, and and 
he's eating just he's he has a great diet probably a lot of protein that reindeer meat and then hey hold on uh, <laughs> and, and then figgy pudding i'll give you a little figgy pudding and uh yeah i think that he's he's doing fine well i want to thank you for um opening my eyes to new possibilities that's and teaching me about contentment that's why i'm here yeah that's why i'm here if, if, if you learn nothing else from me and i'm positive you have learned absolutely nothing else from me <laughs> um then let it be that Last one. Would you rather have Christmas tree tinsel for hair or have fingernails that light up like Christmas lights? This is the more <laughs> genuinely difficult one of all of them, I would say. This is good. This is, we, 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 it took us an hour, but we got to, we got good to the questions. best one. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Is, this, is it starting now? Is the, is the, is the, <laughs> is the podcast starting now? That was a really good one. We could have our, do a whole hour on this question. So it's, tinsel hair or or, or light up yeah. fingernails? Because I got to go with I, I would, would would much rather have neither, but I don't think <laughs> unlike David's question, I don't think that's an option here, is it? Uh, no, I don't think I don't think not answering the question is an is an answer. <laughs> tinsel. Gosh, I really don't want light up fingernails. What if you um, could turn them on and off, like at will? Oh, then it's that for yeah. sure. I don't have any hair though now, as you guys know. I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm a I'm a bald man. And uh, so having a little tinsel hair, you know, that there's a, there's something alluring about that, mm-hmm. but not a very much alluring. It would, about it, it, would it would be really fun in December, pretty strange in, in June, gotta say. Yeah. What if you could have a light up head or tinsel f- for fingernails? Uh, this mm. is, that got a way weirder somehow. And it was already a weird, it was already a question. weird question. <laughs> As a bald man, I almost, you know, the the light hits right. You almost already have a a uh, light up head, and there's a lot of shining, a lot of shimmering, a lot of uh, <laughs> blinding glare. So I'm just saying, like, I've already experienced that, and let me tell you, it's pretty wonderful. It's much much better than having, uh, you know, the finger. What was tinsel, the stuff on the finger? fingernails? Pencil. No, pencil no. Old, good old pencil. Would, so what you're saying? No, go ahead. I was going to say is what you're saying is a bald man's going back, just going back, you know, a bald man's head operates much like a Christmas tree ornament. It reflects the yeah, light. It does. Just wanted to keep it on the topic yeah. there, you know. I would pick the light up fingernails. Uh, I yeah. think that's just like, if you had Christmas tree lights and different colors and like, you know how like, sometimes you're looking for something at night and you have to grab your phone to turn on the flashlight mm-hmm. and stuff. This way you just like shine your hands wherever, you know, they're useful and festive. Yeah. And if you're like a policeman and you need to like, you know, you don't have a, your siren's not working very properly. You just stick your hand we out the window and then people are just moving out jazz, of the way. Jazz hands. Yeah. Yeah. I also think that you could potentially like, if you're lying in bed at night, you could turn on one of them and it's like a nightlight to read with. But is it, is to, it flashing? to read with? Oh yeah. Are they flashing? Did you, did you specify flashing? Cause that's the worst well, part. It says me. Christmas tree lights. So light up hmm. like Christmas tree lights. So yeah, I mean, you get to choose in this scenario. Yeah, then you could, <laughs> could read by it. Yeah. So Graham, uh, Sam, do we have time for one more question, or do you need to go? No. Yeah. Sure. The people, the people waiting on me can continue to wait. You guys are you guys are the priority in my life. Yeah, we agree. Okay. That, that, that's um a compliment that feels like an insult to somebody else i'm not sure if you were trying to throw the people who are waiting for you under the bus or actually it's just a starving child it's not oh, a big okay, deal okay um, all right yeah in that case be... then it's fine speaking yeah, of starving children be... there's one over my shoulder here hey 
No, well, now he's gone. Okay. Which one should we do, Graham? We have to choose one more question. I think I've got it. Okay. Take it away. Okay. So Susan, Phoebe, and Timothy, they, they all are from the Tulsa area. They want to know more about your favorite cookies. And they say, we know chocolate chip cookies are his favorite. But are they his also his favorite Christmas cookie? And their father mm. wants to know what kind of chocolate he likes best in his chocolate chip cookie. And Susan wants to know what kind of chocolate chip cookie do you like? Crunchy, soft, or chewy? Nuts or no nuts? Small, medium, or enormous? In other words, what's your ideal chocolate chip cookie? Sam, take it away. Wow. I think, should David take this one? Or, um, I don't know, I guess that was really specific. So Sam's ideal chocolate chip cookie (laughs) is the smallest possible. With raisins instead of chocolate chips. With raisins and oatmeal. And no cookie. So basically just no raisins. raisins. (laughs) Like four raisins Um, in a a square. So I'm not very uh, articulate about food, you know, uh, but, and and this question is great. I can't, this question is either really nice and interesting or super nosy. And I I I think it's probably just nice and interesting. I think that's where I'm going. Uh, Thank you for the, for the question. my, My assumption is they're preparing to make me, a big Ooh. batch of cookies and send them. So I don't want to, if that happens, then, you know, this, you know, I'd be happy to come back and, you know, do a, if do you want to make sure they get that. to Sam Smith, just send them to Goldberry books, Concord. <laughs> <laughs> PO box 2267 Beaver, West Virginia, two, five, eight, one, three. Um, my, my, uh, my, my, uh, favorite cookie. So I don't know about the soft and chewy. I like, I like a mixture. Like it, I don't like them when they're super dry. Actually, the truth is like a famous Amos cookie. I like, I like it. It's that's fine. like the crunchier one. I don't look, that's not my, yeah, it's like crunchy, small, hard comes from the store. Like that's fine. I like that. Okay. Most of the time I don't like really thin, um, uh, hard, hard ones like discs, those sort of like ones that look like little discs, like a, like a coaster, like a, a coffee mm-hmm. coaster. Like, I don't like that shape or whatever as much. I, I like, like to have a little bit of chewy in them, a little bit of chewy. I like a little bit of salt, like the sea salt, maybe, maybe a little bit of caramel, but mostly just like a lot of chocolate. I, I, I could go with dark chocolate or, or milk chocolate. I probably like milk chocolate better, maybe, but uh, either one of those is fine. I even don't mind a little bit of peanut butter. My, my kids, um, most of my kids don't have that nut allergy, so they don't do peanut mm-hmm. butter. But uh, I love peanut butter a lot. So any kind of mixture of that soft, um, uh, I I love love chocolate chip cookies so much. Yes, I would take them during uh, Christmas during any season. That is an all season cookie, the champion of desserts. That, that did turn out to be an eloquent defense of the chocolate chip cookie, mm. and an ode, shall we say to the chocolate chip cookie. It's something I'm very passionate about, David. I can tell. I can tell. You should maybe incorporate them into your next, to your next book. I could do that. I could do that. And if this interview ever ends, I'll go back to writing my next book. But uh, Well, this has been know. the end of another interview on Willie Wendell. Thanks so much to S.D. Smith for coming on. <laughs> <laughs> Truly, though, we've kept you long enough. Graham, do you have anything else to say to S.D. Smith? Uh, no, I hope to uh, see you again someday if we're ever back, invited back up to West Virginia and we can all eat chocolate chip cookies together and, you know, maybe, maybe try to work out maybe some idea of how we can uh, either get to the North pole for that one week with Santa or try to figure out how light up fingernails, like we could actually implement that and maybe something really productive like that will come out of that 
that yeah. day or week with Sam. I do want to say when we went to go visit Samuel, the Smitherton estate in West Virginia, we did eat a delicious meal. And every now and then I think about that. I believe it was chicken pot pie that your wife made. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think about how delicious it was. And it's kind of like what I, next time I make chicken pot pie, which will be a while because my oven's broken. I want it to be as good as Madam Smitherton's Duchess Smitherton's chicken pot pie. So shout out, shout out to her. Oh, she's great. She's a great cook. That is a delicious meal. And yes, you, you, you gentlemen must return uh, as soon as you're able. So we can partake of figgy pudding together. And we'll, we'll, and we'll, we'll hitch up the reindeer and be there eventually. And we'll start a quest looking for your lost Han Solo action figure. Maybe that'll be a whole podcast series in itself. You know, that would be, that would be very productive. We, I'm going to tell culture to make a stop motion short film about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mr. Smitherson, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We really enjoyed chatting with you. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm a big fan of the show, especially the ones that I'm on. <laughs> All right, bye, Sam. All right, well, we'll talk to you later. All right. Well, thanks so much to SD Smith and to all of our guests who came on here on season two of Withy Wendell. And thank you to everyone who's been listening and sending us feedback and leaving reviews and telling your friends. It's a really special um, audience that we have, and we're honored to be able to bring you some fun, whimsical, unusual uh, content each week during these, the last 10 weeks. So we're looking forward to season three and bringing you something new. Graham, would you like to say anything else before we go? I'm uh, just still astonished that it's over and it makes me very melancholy in a certain sense. Mm. I like getting together and, and telling these silly jokes and, and reading books with you, David. But alas. And thanks to Escalibur B. White yes. for writing Charlotte's Web once upon a time. But now we must hibernate. And we also need to thank Logan. Profusely. It's a good word. Wait, profusely. Logan, who's that? He's the one who edits the show. Oh, Logan. Yeah, Logan. You meant Logan. Yeah, <laughs> I meant Logan. When you said Logan, you meant, meant Logan. Logan. I get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks to Logan for making this podcast um, so much fun and making us sound... 1% less silly, but in a good way. <laughs> we only want to sound silly in a good way. Well, Graham, this has been season two of Withy Wendell. Thank you for being here. Thank you to everyone for listening. Until next season, happy reading. Goodbye. <laughs>